Are you ready? Stop is off of the back iron, no good. Rebound, he sings high. Block with the ball in the fourth court. Comes to Donovan for three. Oh, he hits it! He hits it! Aaron Donovan hits a three-pointer. That gives the Tigers the win. Lachak to air it out again down the far side. That ball can be caught at the 50-yard line. Off to the races, 40. He's at the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, St. Cecilia. Streaming now on ExtremeSports.com and on the Extreme Sports app. Extreme Sports and the Hastings Tribune presents the Triblin Tailgate Talk Show with your hosts, Mike. Marcus, Will, and Nick. And hi again, everybody. Welcome to the Hastings Tribune uh, talk show, the Tailgate Talk Show, as we broadcast live here again tonight. Uh, new location, we're at the uh, Seton Hall in the Hastings Tribune building. Uh, some local businesses are uh, here in their final hour of a job fair that we've been kind of hosting all day long today. And we're going to be talking sports as they look for uh, employees, both uh, part-time and uh, full-time openings uh, out here. So come on out. They, they will be here until about 7 o'clock. We'll be here until 7 as we talk local sports. I'm Mike Will from Extreme Sports, along with uh, Will Reynolds from the Hastings Tribune. Marcus, not Marcus Mendoza this time. Uh, no, not Marcus Mendoza. And we've got uh, Nick Blosnick. Good evening, guys. Uh, welcome to another week. They've renewed our contract for yet one more week. It's our fourth installment of our uh, tailgate talk show here today. Here we have uh, next week already scheduled, so I guess we can't get canceled before then. So uh, we're in good shape. All right, yeah, next week we'll be at the uh, Southern Hills Golf Course in Hastings. So it's been kind of a busy week for you uh, for you newspaper guys. We uh, we covered up, uh, uh, had the finals in uh, softball on Monday down in Omaha. We've got to cross country going. We've got all kinds of stuff uh, going on this week. Well, uh, talk about the, kind of the schedule that's uh, been going on for you guys. What have you been covering? Yeah, it uh, it definitely uh, snowballs this time of year. It's it's a nonstop event. Um, we've got you know we had softball last week, like you said, that started on Wednesday. You know there were some weather issues. Obviously, I wasn't around for that. You guys had to deal with the weather a little bit, but um, yeah, softball, tennis. You know we had golf uh, previously last week on Monday and Tuesday. So um, just kind of in the thick of it right now with with cross country ahead on Friday. So and then football playoffs starting on Thursday. That was the first time I've had to be evacuated out of the softball complex once the sirens went off. But uh, thankfully, we were able to get everything back going again, and softball made it through all right without too many postponements. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, after that uh, first game, they, they moved us out to the uh, – I don't know, I ended up at the Hall of Fame building for a while, and then we went back and uh, did the, the St. Cecilia game afterwards. So, yeah, it was a, kind of a unique experience on uh, – uh, the second day of the state softball tournament, but it's in the books, and we got the the three state champions uh, crowned on Monday. In fact, uh, one locally, I think, a very surprising finish in Class B with uh, Northwest uh, taking out Blair in the championship on Monday. Yeah, they, and they lost their first round game. Uh, Northwest lost to Scotts Bluff in the first round. Had to win, I think, what four straight elimination games to uh, to end up on top. And, and Blair, I think, was the favorite far and away. Um, 
like Marquardt was telling me, it was a wide open class, but I think everyone was kind of saying underneath their breath, you know, Blair's the team to beat and, uh, Northwest beat them. They just got hot at the right time. Kind of the same story in, in class C with Ashland Greenwood. They, um, kind of run the table as a four seed and, and, uh, get hot at the right time. And then Papio wins its 17th title and they've never missed a state tournament. So, um, you know, surprise, I guess, surprise, surprise in class A, yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Um, you know, and Jordy Ball through the, throughout the first pitch, you know, she was a stud at, at Papio, um, as a player. So. Boomer sooner. Yeah, well, now she's a Husker, so. Uh. All right, anyway, we're uh, live again at the uh, Seton Hall in the Hastings Tribune building. They got a job fair going on until uh, 7 o'clock tonight. Show actually tonight uh, brought to you by the Livingston Butler Vallon Funeral Home and Cremation Center of Hastings. They take great pride in caring for our families and has made a commitment to provide a beautiful, lasting tribute to your loved one. Honoring your loved one is their number one priority, and part of that is assisting you to deal with grief during those difficult times. Everyone's needs are different, and for that reason, families can entrust their loved one's wishes to their staff at the Butler Vallon uh, Funeral Home and Cremation Center of He Sings. They have a wide range of resources to support you, not only today, but in the weeks and months to come. You know where they're located. They're at the 12th Street and Elm. They've been there since... 1981. So rolling on the Hastings uh, Tribune uh, uh, tailgate talk show here tonight, our fourth installment here tonight. Let's uh, recap softball. I think we've uh, done that with uh, Northwest winning in Class B, Papillion La Vista in Class A, and uh, Ashland Greenwood in uh, Class C. You guys involved with uh, state tennis, and we actually had a uh, state champion here locally. Yeah, uh, Hastings High had its uh, first number two singles champion since uh, 2001. That was uh, Moritz Kaufman won it yesterday for the for the Tigers and finished the year 22 and one. He was the top seed uh, going into it. There's a seeding committee that um, you know highlights I think the top 10 or or so uh, players um, and Kaufman earned the number one seed and rightfully so. His only loss was to a Class A kid, so uh, he runs the table and and wins a, a marathon. Um, championship yesterday afternoon it was two and a half hour match so um crazy roller coaster you know he's up 4-1 in the first set um and loses four straight so he has to come back wins that one 7-5 then he goes and gets swept in set two six games you know straight and then uh takes the championship 6-4 in the third set so a surprise um I don't know. I mean, maybe a little bit. He's a foreign exchange student from Germany, so, um, you know, and he missed the first four weeks of the season, I think. So kind of a late arrival. There was some paperwork and things that, that maybe had to get settled and, and some travel things. But, um, you know, his arrival was a great thing for this team. And, and Mark Guswell, the coach, um, former former GPAC Player of the Year for Hastings College, he's uh, in his second year, and he, he said that Kaufman was just um, a godsend, basically, just – um, was everything that the Tigers needed as far as um, team morale and just showing that they could be successful, um, and they obviously were at the at the state tournament. So, I actually saw his only loss of the year, so I'm glad you covered that instead of me. Uh, and, and where was where was his only loss? It was at the Hastings High invite to Carney, uh, I believe. And so, uh, I mean, like you said, talking to Mark, he just raved about his talent and uh, his leadership, and he was just saying. You know, it's fun for him to get challenged like this at the Hastings invite. And it uh, obviously, you know, went on to prove, I guess, benefit him, you know, so that he could be ready for that state tournament and expect 
that there are some tough guys out there, even though, you know, he's going undefeated in Class B. But uh, it sounded like a pretty intense match, and it sounded uh, pretty fun. I saw the video that you had of him, and he looked pretty overwhelmed in, in a good way And after the final point, and that was really fun to see. For someone that's, I guess, uh, so stoic, you know, he, he doesn't show a lot of emotion. And uh, he, I guess in the semifinals, which I – didn't catch but in the finals you know he both those matches he dropped to his knees and kind of did what you'd see in like a major championship you know a, a u.s open or a australian open something like that so he said his idols were nadal rafael nadal uh carlos alcaraz who's doing you know great things in the tennis world right now and then uh, uh zevrev who's a who's a german player so kind of idolizes those three guys and and he, he played like them yesterday so that's why we brought you guys along for the ride you know this uh, tennis stuff yeah. These are foreigners that play across seas. You can pronounce the names. That's good. You make us. You make us sound good, my man. Well, during the pandemic, we uh, we kind of picked up uh, tennis as a sport, as a recreation. We, we you know, spend oh, our, spend our day working here, and then we'd go we go play tennis for a few hours. Who, who's the tennis ace up here? Uh, well, one of our one of our buddies, uh, Ty, Tyler Benson. He was a player at Hastings College back in the day, and then. Um, he was a GPAC player of the year as well. No, you, you can't throw him into the mix. He's the, he's the GPAC he, he, player of the year. He, he kills all of us. So okay. we, we, we played doubles and, and whoever got him was probably the winner, I think. So. Yeah, look out next week when we go to the golf course. We, we might have to play a hole or two before we go on, uh, next week. Uh, you're listening to the Hastings Tribune, a tailgate talk show. We are live tonight. We are at the, uh, Seton Hall in the Hastings Tribune building tonight. Uh, a couple of other things going on. Nebraska's football team has three new black shirts. Safety, Phelan Sanford. Now this is a kid that started his uh, college career at Hastings College. He ends up at Nebraska and all of a sudden he's a big time contributor this year and he's been awarded a black shirt. So a uh, Phelan Sanford has been awarded one of the coveted black shirts and then linebacker Nick Henrik and defensive end uh, Jamari Butler. They have uh, been awarded uh, black shirts for the Huskers. Husker football team preparing for their game against Northwestern on Saturday. Huskers, by the way, third in the nation in a rushing defense this week. They're only giving up 75.8 yards per game. So we'll see what they can get done with the Northwestern uh, Wildcats coming up this weekend. Game time will be at 2.30. You can see it on the Big Ten Network on uh, Saturday. Nebraska Volleyball, they've got a match tonight against Northwestern on the road. Huskers 17-0 in the season, 8-0 in the conference. First serve will be at 7. They're getting ready for their, their big match on Saturday against number 2-ranked Wisconsin. Hastings College Volleyball team, they're playing uh, host to Midland tonight at Lynn Farrell Arena. First serve at 7.30. Soccer team's also in action tonight. The men hosting Bellevue. That match is underway, and the women will host the uh, College of St. Mary's beginning at 8 o'clock tonight. So just a couple of things going on in the uh, wide world of sports here tonight. We've got the uh, state cross country coming up. Marcus, you've been uh, the guy kind of in the know about this. We've got some uh, area competitors and area teams uh, going uh, this week. As I say, we have quite a bit of te- uh, individuals and teams making to the Carney uh, Country Club on Friday. Um, Hastings High boys and girls, they both qualified as teams. So did the Donovan Trumbull boys and girls. Um and there's a couple um, Holdridge boys, Minden boys, Axtell boys, and Franklin boys all made it in their respective classes. And we've had uh, some individuals or quite a few individuals that made it on on both sides. Um, some locals like Adam Central's Catherine Lynn, um, Franklin's Tegan Holmes, um, Minden's Alexa Warner, Sandy Creek's Madeline Anderson, just to name a few. And um, this area is pretty loaded in the in 
in all in three classes in class B, C, and D with some local talent here. So we'll see when it comes Friday um, at the Carney Country Club. Now they all go. Uh... They all go on Friday, is that right? All three classes? Yep, all three go, or actually, well, all four technically, A, B, C, and D. They kind of spread it out. I've seen one, one cross country meet, and I know they, um, they, I think, I believe Will starts, you, starts at, starts at noon, and then, yep. uh, it'll kind of run through the afternoon. I think the last race is at four, so, yep. yeah. Long day of cross country. Uh, I think the weather's going to be decent. We've had some, you know, it's, it's, it's either one or the other. It's kind of like softball. It's either, you know, 75, great weather, or it's, you know, we've had 40 degree weather at state cross country once. Rainy or you get sunburnt pretty easily. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was fun to see them at districts. Uh, I know, Will, you got to see the Donovan Trumbull kids. We will have the Donovan Trumbull coach, Corey Hat, here on the show a little bit later. But, uh, what did you kind of hear from the DT boys and girls? What did they say? The Donovan Trumbull boys are confident that they can go in there and probably place top two, top three. I mean, they, they're aiming for the gold, obviously, but they're, they're expecting big things. Um, Kaiser Johnson's a freshman. Um, he's a you know, small, small guy, but he said that the adjustment from uh, from middle school to high school wasn't one of, wasn't as big as he thought. And he he's obviously had success. I think he was second at the, at the district meet. And then uh, you have Tyce Yost, who uh, who's a, an older kid, but um, you know was I think it was third, second or third. Those guys went two or two three at the uh, district meet. But um, yeah, they, the boys have high expectations on the girls' side uh, for Donovan. It's the Anna Fitzgerald, um, the Anna Fitzgerald show. She's um, been been a top dog in the class all year. Uh, I think she's ranked fourth right now in in class D girls by Prep Running Nerd. So um, she's got got her hands full. She's going to have uh, Jordan Aaron's to, to dethrone. That's going to be uh, a challenge in itself. But um, you know, Aaron's is, I think is going for four titles in a row uh, in class D girls. But um, Hannah Swanson's up there for Nebraska Christian. So yeah, Donovan Trumbull. Um, Hopefully, bring home some medals on Friday. All right, that's going on at the uh, state cross country meet over in uh, Kearney on uh, Friday. Again, action gets underway at about twelve o'clock noon. A lot of uh, local folks going to be involved with that. And you're listening to the Hastings Tribune Tailgate Talk Show here tonight. We are live here at the uh, Seton Hall in the Hastings Tribune Building, right at Second and Burlington in downtown Hastings. But the show tonight brought to you in part by Livingston Butler Volun Funeral Home. There. Origins go all the way back over a hundred years. Uh, the first Hastings location opened in 1904 at 431 West 2nd Street in 1945. The original owners retired and Don Butler and his brother Floyd purchased the home, making it Livingston Butler uh, Funeral Home. In 1951, Livingston Butler merged with Ballin Funeral Home, which had been in Hastings since 1913. The Livingston Butler Vollen Funeral Home was moved to the Vollen location at 5th Street and Lincoln Avenue, but eventually moved to its present location at 12th Street and Elm. That was back in 1981. A little history test might have a, a test at the conclusion of this program today. With their long history of community service and the active participation of their owners and employees in numerous civic, fraternal, and religious organizations, Livingston Butler Volun Funeral Home demonstrates a true commitment to serving the Hastings area and its residents. So stop in and see uh, John and uh, Nikki, Livingston Butler Volun Funeral Home and Cremation Service, of he sings. All right, moving on here. We're going to be talking about the stand-up performances that we have seen uh, 
uh, the last week or so. I'm going to throw a curveball at you guys. I'm going to take uh, the ball first here. I, I went out and watched the Hastings College men's basketball scrimmage on Monday. I was starving for entertainment, so Monday I went out and watched the scrimmage between the Hastings College men's basketball team and Southeast Community College. Me and about 15 other people uh, watched the scrimmage. Tell you what, Reggie Thomas, who was uh, outstanding last year for uh, Hastings and in the G-Pack, uh, won some awards at the end of the season. He's a sophomore now out of Omaha. He's going to be real good, guys. He averaged 19.3 points per game last year. He's going to be real good. He had a great scrimmage on Monday. And uh, looking forward to the basketball season, which, by the way, gets underway a week from Saturday, a week from this week, this weekend, like on the 27th, basketball season starts. But be looking for uh, Reggie Thomas when you when you listen to it uh, on Extreme Sports, when you read the, the recaps in the paper. Reggie Thomas is going to be real, real good for Hastings. Yeah, GPAC freshman of the year, right? Yeah, yeah he was good. So anyway, just a throw out. That was my. Uh, I didn't have a very exciting weekend. So uh, well, how many points I, did he score? You don't. You don't. You well, don't they didn't keep track any of that stuff. They just barely kept track of the score. But anyway, they, they played it like in, in segments of uh, twenty minutes. They just barely kept track of the scores. I was going to say, what does Coach Raritan think of him? Uh, I, I bet he's happy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Coach Raritan is going to be happy. He's, he's playing for the uh, the Crimson and the White or whatever they are. Anyway, you guys have saw a lot of stuff over the past uh, couple of days. What have you seen? The best performances out of the the. The gender here. I was going to say, Desher Volleyball taking the Twin Valley Conference crown for the first time since 1992. Me and Will haven't, haven't been born yet. So, 31 years ago? Easy wow. There. Easy. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's been a while, huh? It's been a while. Calling me young. <laughs> Good job, Deschler. Yeah. Kudos to the Deschler volleyball team. Uh, one of the things I noticed, uh, Adam Central's Megan Scott, she got kill number 1000 during the Patriots sweep of Lexington. She finished the night with 15 kills, 13 digs, four assists, I think uh, two blocks as well. But uh, obviously a pretty amazing accomplishment there and exciting time uh, as volleyball is getting close to their postseason here pretty soon. One other thing I did want to mention last week, I saw Fillmore Central play St. Cecilia in football in a pretty good battle. Uh, the weather was crazy, which it just added to the fun. And, uh, I mean, it was kind of like a spooky, windy, cold night. And uh, so it was really fun. But the best thing I saw was at the end, uh, Fillmore Central got a fumble to clinch the game. And Gabe Eberhardt, we talked to him last week in Geneva. He was calm, cool the whole game. But as soon as they got that fumble to clinch it, he was going crazy on the sidelines. And it was so fun to watch the excitement for this Panther team, which is still undefeated. So so was the excitement at the the stadium, was it what we expected? We kind of talked about that last uh, Wednesday when we were down in uh, Geneva at the uh, tailgate. Was uh, Would the fans turn out? Were they excited uh, despite the, the crappy weather conditions? Yeah, they were tough. Uh, I mean, they stuck through the whole thing, and afterwards every – the whole team and fan base was so excited. They stayed around, you know, on the field talking with each other. And so you can tell everybody's excited for this season. And uh, it's a special time for the Panthers. And, I mean, they're tough. They're gritty. They grinded through that game. And they're not going to change their style, you know. And uh, they'll run it right at you no matter what. All right, one other uh, standout performance. I, I guess I had uh, a Hastings College game on uh, Saturday. Didn't turn out great for us, losing to Concordia 44-23. Carson Kulachek, the former uh, St. Cecilia Hawk, uh, he's 
He's now uh, entrenched at quarterback. I think they're going to go the rest of the, the season with him. What a performance he turned in. He was 30 out of 50 last week against the Dogs, threw for 368 yards, three touchdowns, had one interception. His favorite target was uh, Ethan Wilborn, who got eight passes for 161 yards and uh, three touchdowns. So despite the loss, Carson Kolachak uh, kind of getting settled in, uh, quarterback for the Broncos, and he seems will try to break a what is it now, a four-game losing streak? They'll head to a Mount Marty up in Yankton, South Dakota, coming up on a Saturday, 1 o'clock kickoff. We'll have the game here on Extreme Sports, beginning with a pregame show with a coach beginning at 12 o'clock noon. Let's talk some football, shall we? Let's uh, roll on to the uh, State High School football playoffs that actually get underway tomorrow in classes D1 and D2. And, guys, I don't know if I've seen a, a schedule as tough as uh, some of these games are going to be in Class D1 and D2 to open things up. It's it's kind of weird because they're going to play uh, games tomorrow, and then the winners are going to reseed, and they'll uh, go for a, a statewide bracket uh, next week. So these first-round games, but some of these games in the first round are going to be extremely tough for some of our area teams. I want to give a shout out to Sutton football. They're, they're in the playoffs. You know, they're three and five. The record, you know, maybe is, you know, you're like, you made the playoffs with a three and five record, but, you know, that's, that's kind of how the nature of, of class D1 football. But Sutton football, I want to give a shout out to because they started the season 0 and 5. Four of those losses were to playoff teams. I mean, and tough playoff teams. Uh, they had losses to, uh, Sandy Creek, Cross County, Highline, and then now Thayer Central. Um, so, Sutton may not, you know, have the the same fate that they've, that they've had the last three weeks with three straight wins to get into the playoffs on uh, on Thursday night at North Platte St. Pat's, but uh, the number one overall seed, by the way, in the West. But uh, but I want to give Sutton a shout out because you know they've they've battled back this year after their rough start and they had a rough year last year too. Um, but they're, they're young and they're getting there, and you know Sutton football is going to be back on top uh, up here sooner rather than later. But yeah, the the draws overall in in the Tribland area. Are tough. Uh, I think that you know, the games we're going to watch probably are, are the number eight versus number nine. That's Bridgeport and Alma. Um, you've got EMF and Pender, which I think will be a, t- a tight game um, out in the east, uh, east in Friend. But um, Thayer Central Weeping Water, a seven ten game that could be that could be an upset uh, brewing as well. So there's a few out there. I think that, that we have our eyes on. Marcus, how about you? BDS Osceola. I think that's going to be. A big game for the Eagles tomorrow because, like, Nick, you went to the Johnson County Central game, is that right? Johnson Brock. Or Johnson Brock game, and you, they're pretty injured on that's on, on BDS, and so it's gonna be, question is if they're gonna be healthy enough, um, um, cause Osceola has, um, Kale Gustafson, who's one of the, one of the best linebackers in eight man football, and I think he's, I believe, they had him listed, I believe, at 6'4", 240, so he can, he can uh, lay the lumber. Lay the lumber on some running backs coming through. So I'm actually going to be going to that tomorrow. That's going to be at three o'clock. So again, an afternoon Thursday Thursday game. So kind of rare to see, but but it's that time of the year, guys. So it's it's going to be a fun, you know, next, this week especially because after, like we said, it's going to get reseeded and it's going to be a free for all once the NSA comes out after this weekend to reseed everybody. Osceola sitting at seven and one on the season. BDS. Sitting at six and two. Uh, I got some other games marked. Really anxious. It may not, uh, look good on paper, but let's see how good Sandy Creek is going to be. Cougars are eight and no, the first undefeated season they've had in a long, long time. They've got a game against uh, Maxwell. 
This is a 2-15 matchup. Sandy Creek 8-0. Maxwell sitting at 4-4. So that'll be a game to watch. You mentioned Weeping Water and Third Central. Osceola, BDS. Silver Lake has made the state playoffs. They got a tough goal. They're going to play at undefeated Why Not tomorrow. That's a drive. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually witnessed my cousin's team play up there, and that's a drive. But it's see if Silver Lake can pull the upset, especially the 15 seed. Like you said, if you're in it, you can win it. Yeah, well, we have three teams that are seated higher than their opponents so that to host out of ten matchups, I think. And one of those, you've mentioned EMF, uh, Exeter Milligan friend going against Pender. Uh, that should be a fun one, especially I'm real anxious to see how Brecken Schluter does. He's under 10 yards away from 6,000, and wow. I mean, for his career. And not many people have done that. I think he's top I, – I think I saw top 15 for sure uh, for career list – or rushing yards in the state of Nebraska. But, I mean, 6,000 yards is quite the mark. And, I mean, if EMF goes far, he, he can tack on to this. All right, so those are the uh, first-round games in classes D1, D2. Again, they'll uh, rejuggle things. Uh, they'll take the winners and then the reseed things the following week. That'll be a statewide bracket. So who knows uh, who the, the next-round opponents are going to be. Uh, that'll all be out on uh, Friday or Saturday. Uh, the other classes, classes A, B, C1, and C2, they've got final uh, regular season games coming up this week. Then they'll have their, their first round of state playoffs games uh, next Friday, and then everybody will basically play on uh, Friday from here on out all the way to the state championship. So that's uh, the way that's all going to look. As far as the local teams are going to, be concerned this week. Adam Central plays at Fairbury. Should not be much of a contest there. I think Fairbury is still a winless on the season. Hastings High, they're going to be on the road playing at Gehring. Gehring is a team that has not had great success in the past. They have a couple of wins, though, uh, two wins so far this season. That'll be a big test for Hastings. They're going to inch their way, I think, into the, the state playoffs next week. And then St. Cecilia has the uh, big game out at uh, Duncan Field against uh, Donovan Trumbull, and we'll see what happens when the, uh, the Cardinals and the uh, and the Hawks get together on Friday. Should we get to the uh, prep picks? Should we move to the prep picks here? We've got a, uh, a guest predictor. Uh, somebody give him some uh, ears or something. We'll get uh, Randy Sad. He's going to be our uh, guest predictor here today. He's from uh, Donovan and... Randy, you run the, the newspaper in Donovan, is that right? Yeah, yeah. My wife and I, we've been... Uh on the paper for 10 years now and uh well you you should know something about this stuff then huh uh, a little bit but not, <laughs> not like these guys these guys are uh they, they do their homework yeah you you, know, I, he's got to cover a whole community we, yeah we cover several communities donovan trumbull and giltner and you know, a little bit of hastings and grand island so it's uh now you you had a good you used to play for the football team is that right yes all yep. right so you, he's he's got to know here folks He's uh, got to know you guys have given him a, a list of uh, some games that you wanted them to, to pick up here. Randy Sad again is our, our guest predictor on a Tribune tailgate talk show live from uh, the Seton Hall in the Hastings Tribune building. Take her away, guys. What have we got this week? I want the record to reflect that Randy Sad came so prepared with stat sheets <laughs> and everything in front of him because he, he, I gave him the list yesterday, and now he's he's here prepared. So. Well, that's better than our other guest predictors who just kind of showed up with a beer in hand, a beer in hand and a piece of paper, and uh, all of a sudden they're an expert. <laughs> that's all right. They're not that's, the only ones. I knew what I had to live up to, so I was uh, <laughs> I'm going to come prepared. 
All right, what do we got here this week, guys? All right, Randy, we uh, we gave you the list, and we're going to start, I guess, from from top to bottom here. So we'll, we'll go ahead back to the Adam Central Fairbury game. Uh, I don't know how much you got to look at that one, but uh, we're we're all picking Adam Central. Yeah, I'm picking Adam Central as well because uh, they're probably a little angry coming off that loss last week, and. Uh, you know, and Fairbury's 0-8, guys. Fairbury's 0-8, exactly. They're not, not going to beat the Patriots. There's not a snowball's chance. You know, hell, you know where it's going to be. No, they're not going to beat the Patriots. A snowball's chance. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard that one. Before. All right, what else is going on? All right, Hastings at Gehring. What do, you, what do you think about that? Oh, I'm going with the Tigers all the way. Um, it's good to see Hastings having a good year, and, uh, you know, they're just carrying this momentum on. I think a win for sure puts them in the playoffs if they're not, not already clinched. But Everybody on the Tigers? I, yep. I think everyone was yep. on the Tigers. All right. Uh, Alma at Bridgeport, the playoff game. We got the, the number nine seed going to number eight Bridgeport. I really liked Alma in this one. For one, they're Cardinals. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. And uh, I just really liked, <laughs> uh, you know, some of the teams that they beat um, overall. And uh, so... I was going with Alma on that. Usually I pick against the Western teams when teams around here play them because we usually go up there and kick their booties. For some reason, I took Bridgeport. I just kind of looked at who they played, and uh, they roll up some uh, a lot of offense. They score like 50, 60, 70 points a game. I took Bridgeport to beat uh, Alma in this one. Yep, so did I. I took Bridgeport as well. I'm on Bridgeport. They, they're hot rolling into the playoffs. Yep. So got to got to roll with the hot hands here. Nick, what'd you take? You got Bridgeport? Yeah, Nick's on Bridgeport. All right. Pender at EMF. We, we spent a little bit of time on this a minute ago. Uh, EMF, I, I like Brecken Schluter. I've seen him play a couple times, and, and he's just too much of a beast to tackle, I think, to, to for Pender to handle. Yeah, I agree. 7-1, and one, It's they got some momentum going in, so I agree. Exeter Milligan friend. I'm on the, I'm on Exeter Milligan friend. I'm with you guys this week. Let the record reflect. I have now stooped. I'm sure glad that Laura Beam is in the uh, Tribune picking contest because if she was not in the contest, I would be in last place. Yeah, I'm second to the last. I had a miserable week last week. Did she win a couple years ago? Yeah, I think she did. I, I'm like the three-time uh, defending champion in this contest. I am second to the last this year. Yeah, 56 and 38. Laura's 54 and 40. So you got a two-game cushion so far. But you went under 500 last week. So. I know I did. I was embarrassed. Yeah, I was like four and six last week. Nobody can go four and six except me. Nobody had a good week. Though. All right, what else we got? Lawrence Nelson, Elgin Public, Pope John. Ooh, that's. That's a close, that's going to be a good game, I, I really believe, but I think Elgin, uh, Pope John's going to, uh, pull that one out. That's who we all took. I, I like Brian Blevins down there. It's, uh, Lawrence Nelson, but again, going back to what I said, when a team around here plays a team in the Northeast Nebraska, I usually like the team at Northeast Nebraska is going to win. I've kind of ridden that horse the past a couple of years, and I just took, uh, Elgin, Pope John, or, Elgin, Elgin, Pope John. Or, Elgin, Public, Pope yeah, John. It's, a, many, it's a mouthful. Many, yeah, how many Elgins are up there anyway? They're all grouped together as one football team. <laughs> anyway, what else is going on here? BDS Osceola. Ooh, that's another good game, but uh, I'm going with Osceola on that. BDS is a little banged up, is that right? Yeah, from from what Nick told me. Nobody knows. Well, who knows? The secrets of Mark Roeder. Yeah, yeah I'm, so I'm going to go with uh, Osceola, and that's actually the game I'm covering uh, tomorrow. I'm on Osceola as well. Osceola. All right, we're all on Osceola. All right, uh, Kozad at Minden. This is a big game. Uh, 
two four and four teams. Nobody's guaranteed a playoff spot. They need some help either way, whatever team wins. But uh, I chose Kozad. I'm going to have to go with the whip. It's only because that's uh, my wife Jody's a uh, alum there, so I uh, better uh, keep it even and easy at home. Don't want to uh, anything don't, up. Don't ruffle any feathers, Randy. No, and that's a that's a good matchup. I think I'm on Kozad as well this week. I got Kozad as well. All right. Nick is also on Kozad. So, uh, we had, yeah, seven on Kozad, two on, or six on Kozad, three on, on Minden this week. All right, Randy, uh, this is the big game. Donovan Trumbull at St. Cecilia. These, these teams are rivals. They like to go at each other in all sports. This is a fun game. This is a game that everybody, both sides, it's, it's a fun rival. We like to, we like to, you know, Poke, have jabs at each other and just, it's all fun. Uh, Donovan, I really think, is going to put a lot of pressure on, on Saint this, this, this year. If they can, you know, manage, limit their turnovers, fourth quarter might be the big factor in the game, but, you know, our skilled players can match up really well and it's going to come down the line. I look back, Donovan Trumbull hasn't won, uh, in this game since 2019, boys. 2019, Donovan Trumbull beat St. Cecilia 44 to 7. Last year it was 40 to nothing. St. Cecilia, year before that, 43-18. Year before that, 28-14. And in 2019, Donovan Trumbull was able to beat the Blue Hawks 44 to 7. I think I did that game. It's usually a close game. Yeah, it usually is. Yes, no matter what the record is, it's always a good game and it, it And when you're playing at Duncan Field, who knows what's going to happen. I, I'm just happy that the lights come on. I'm just happy the lights are come on and, and we have a football field out there in the, uh, in the outfield so I can sit up in the, uh, in the perch. Are they going to play there forever? Uh, I hope not. I hope not that they can work something out somewhere. We have a multi-million dollar facility just down the road that's, it's available. The lights are going to be off tomorrow. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. They, it's they, they it's nostalgic. A, I know. They, they, Coach Tesmer always wanted to play behind the, the uh, brick walls of uh, Duncan Field. So, anyway. Marcus, you saw Donovan last week. What did they look like? I did. And GICC, I get to give uh, Coach Jeff Ashby credit there at Grand Island Central Catholic because, like I said, it was a cold, almost damp, windy night. I mean, you were there, Randy, and it was so cold for everybody. And it was a good defensive battle. And, like I said, you had to battle the elements. And you couldn't really throw the ball much into that win. But we saw a lot of that, uh, believe it or not. And, and especially you, you're taking photos and you're seeing kids, the kids throw the ball over the place, especially into the wind. Yeah, I was, I was impressed. Um, this Donovan team, if, if their, their whole goal on offensive line, if they can give Jaden Williams three seconds, they're going to complete some passes and they'll cover a lot of ground. I was going to say, because I watched him throw, even with the wind at his back, he makes that, his, his rhythm makes it look like it's nothing and he can still throw a thing about 40. 50 yards and he did that last week against GICC and at times when they needed to and that's when he came up big and scored those two touchdowns in that especially late in that first half and then one in that fourth quarter and pretty much cinched the deal but GICC made a you know run there with that onside kick and I thought if they cover that onside kick I'm like uh oh especially going in the wind they got a challenge in front of them but they held on and Jaden actually it was Jaden who actually recovered that onside kick and able to hold on and so I talked to coach Connor about it he goes that was that was big because he said he was holding his breath. Yeah, Jaden Williams, what school record uh, for what, passing yards and all that jazz? Yeah, he's he's had a he's had a, a real good senior year. I mean, he's been a great leader you know, for the last couple of years, and so he's it's this will be a big win if he can pull this off. He's got some dudes to throw the ball to: Jack Poppy, Caden Dedamore. Those dudes can fly. Jay Collinson, A. Collinson. There's there's some hands on that field. 
Is this going to be a good game to watch? 7 o'clock, a kickoff at uh, Duncan Field. We'll have the game on Extreme Sports beginning with a pregame show 6.45 on uh, Friday night from uh, beautiful Duncan Field. The Tribune uh, prognosticators, we have St. Cecilia sweeping. So. Really? Everybody's on St. Cecilia. Everybody's on the Hawks. Everyone's on the Hawks. Unbelievable. Yeah, bounce back after their uh, their loss to Fillmore Central last week. So, All right, we, we're going to let uh, Randy take uh, the rest of the, the slate here. Yeah, let's go. I mean, I don't know if you want to do the college games, Randy, but we're going to throw them at you. Hastings College of Mount Marty. I'm looking, I think Hastings College. I'm, I, it's a good matchup, but I think Hastings College will pull Mount Marty has been a team that has only been in existence for like three years, and uh, Hastings – has uh, played them twice. We've won both games. But tell you what, they're much better this year than they have been in the past. I was putting some stuff together on them uh, today. They got an outstanding quarterback kid out of someplace in Louisiana. Someplace in Louisiana. But he's got good numbers, and uh, Broncos will have to contend with him. Hastings has lost four games in a row. We've got to win this one. Got to win this one on the road at uh, Yankton. I think Hastings will, will come out on top. It'll be. I think it'll be a close game. Well, it's a split panel here because Nick and Mike, you both took Hastings College. Marcus and I both took Mount Marty. I can't trust the Broncos. I love them, but I can't trust them. <laughs> I know. Hey, they're, they're up and down. They, they're making mistakes in week eight that you normally see in week two. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens anyway. On the road, that game gets underway at 1 o'clock. I'll have that game for you as well, beginning at noon on Extreme Sports. Huskers and the Cats. I like the Huskers. I, I really feel the Huskers have a crazy. They can either be three and three the last six games, or they could be four, two, six and zero. Oh. It's this team's got potential. But I, I really think Nebraska is going to roll. Going to go to a bowl? Yes. We've got Heinrich Harburg starting rest of the year. It sounds like. See now, then you also got freshman receivers going to start coming in and playing because we're so thin now at receiver spot. So um, I'll be surprised to see Malachi Coleman make some spot. Jaden Doss, Kansas City. Um, I just think Nebraska can pull away in this one, but Northwestern, for, for whatever reason, I mean, going back, you know, long time before I was even born, like, even the Big A Conference, Missouri was kind of a pain, um, you know, and even Kansas State in the Big 12, even sometimes, but now, like, in the Big 10, since we joined, Northwestern always seems to play a stuff every year, so I think Nebraska probably could pull away in this game, probably a 7-8 point win, maybe 10, if they can get a, get Tristan Alvano to hit some field goals, so. Sweep, sweep on the Huskers. All of the prognosticators believe the Huskers are going to win. I don't know what I was thinking when I chose them, but that's, go Huskers. That's probably not a good sign if we're all on the uh, All right, our other uh, college game, Ohio State and Penn State. I like Penn State. They they uh, they get a little swagger this year. They they look comfortable. I don't like Ryan Day, so I won't go with <laughs> Ohio State. I'm going Penn State all the way. Go Lions. I, I do like. Ryan Day, I'll go Ohio State, go Buckeyes. He called out Lou Holtz. I laughed at that, but uh, I don't like Ryan Day. Yeah, I like. I don't care for either team, but I had to pick a pick a pick a team, so I went with Penn State. All right, so we split on that. Uh, pretty. Nick, yeah, Nick pretty what are you on? Split. Nick's on. Uh, Nick's on Ohio State. All right, Nick. You're any any team that's OU or OSU, Nick will go for it. All so. right, so. Unless you're Oklahoma State. Well, that's true. So anyway, the uh, standings in our Tribune prediction uh, contest. Nick, you're out on top. I don't know how that's happening. Uh, you actually have a, six games. It's, he's got like a six game lead. Six game lead over Doug from uh, Carney. Dan Orr is in there in third place. Darren Fowler is a hanging tough with a guy from the TV station, Mason Kern. Will 
Marcus and Mike. The guys are thinking that we know what's going on in sports. We're all at the tail end. All three of us are, are up here on display thinking that we know what's going on in the sporting world. We're at the bottom of the pack with uh, Laura Be- uh, Beam bringing up the, the rear, and I'm happy again that she's in the contest. So. Uh, she's upset that we are uh, talking about her well, unsuccessful picks. We should have maybe had her on the show since yeah. she can defend herself for the uh, last place showing she's got going. She actually had a better record than I did last week as I went four and six. So, Randy, don't feel too bad if uh, you wake up on a Friday or Saturday morning or Sunday morning and, and look at your predictions again and say, oh, boy. Oh boy, I didn't do very good. Yeah, you'll probably be right in there with the rest of us. So, but I could have bragging rights for a week. You I, you could, I, you could by a few few wins there. So, <laughs> yeah, anybody, thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure to bring you into town. Yes, I want to thank you all for having me. This this was a great experience. You guys do a wonderful job. Thanks, thank Randy. All right, we'll be cheering for your Cardinals. Or maybe, well, some, maybe not. Some of us will be. Yeah. Anyway, show tonight brought to you by Livingston Butler Vollen Funeral Home. Again, uh, they go way back over a hundred years or so. They're located at uh, 12th Street and uh, Elm in Hastings. They take great pride in caring for our families and has made a commitment to provide a beautiful, lasting tribute to your loved one. Honoring your loved one is their top priority, and part of that is assisting you to deal with grief during those difficult times. Everyone's needs are different, and for that reason, families can entrust their loved one's wishes to their staff. They have a wide range of resources to support you, not only today, but in the weeks and months to come. Stop in and see John Butler. Stop in and see uh, Nikki Butler. They'll take care of you at the Livingston Butler Vollen Funeral Home and Cremation Center. Um, he sings. So we're rolling along here as we talk a little football. We're talking tennis. We're talking softball. We're talking uh, cross country uh, this week on our tailgate talk show. We are live again from uh, the Tribune building, the Seton Hall. We're wrapping up uh, the final hour of a uh, a job fair we've been hosting all day long today. So if you're looking for a part-time job, if you're looking for a full-time job, uh, stop on in and see us. Again, we're in the Tribune building at the Seton Hall in Hastings tonight. Yeah, there's about 20 minutes left in the job fair, and that means 20 minutes left for anybody listening to come check out opportunities and register for Husker tickets. Yeah. And we do have tickets for the Northwestern game this weekend. And so, uh, yeah, 20 minutes. All Safely right. get here, put your earphones in, and, well, don't do that, I guess. But yeah, Come on down. We've got a couple of Husker tickets we'll be giving away right before we uh, get out of here. Uh, tonight, so uh, do come down and see us. Wish you were telling me we're gonna have a job fair tonight. I stopped in a little earlier, fill out a few applications today. Anyway, let's uh, let's no roll. <laughs> let's uh, roll on here. So we've got uh, cross country. We're gonna talk about what else we got going here. Yeah, we got Donovan Trumbull, cross country coach Corey Hat. Corey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, um, you've obviously been at Donovan for for 13 years and. You know, got another team going back. Got two teams going going to state this year. So, yeah, yeah, uh, fourth time in school history. We had both the boys and the girls make it the same year. Eighth time for the boys in the last ten years, and fifth time for the girls in the last eight years. So, we're on a roll. Got a good program going. Yeah, yeah. Anna Fitzgerald, obviously, uh, what fourth place last year, and so I mean, has the experience. What what's her mindset, or what are you noticing about her going into this year? The big thing with Anna is just. She has the confidence um, throughout the the track season and summer, um, just her ability to race and to stay 
in the race for as long as she does. Anybody that tries to outkick her is going to have a tough time. So um, she does a really nice job just being mentally and physically strong throughout the race. And when she decides to go, she's you'll, you'll know. So, Well, what's it take to be a cross-country runner? You just don't wake up every morning and say, I'm going to get up and run uh, three miles or four miles every single day. What's it take to be a cross-country runner? Oh, there's there's probably a few screws that are a little loose in, in the brain and the head, you know, but, um, you know, it's 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 something that you do grow fond of. Uh, it's, it's a, it's, I always say it's one of the most pure sports and that you don't need a bunch of equipment. You don't need, uh, you know, a, a certain membership somewhere. You just need the road. You need some shoes. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a very simple idea. Run as fast as you can, but mentally and physically, it's, 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 it's a tough sport to, to really get in love with. And, but the more you do it, the better you get and the more that it just becomes more addictive. So. I think Prep Rainer calls it free fitness. Is that, I don't know if you follow Prep Rainer, <laughs> yeah, but that's do, what yeah. they, yeah, that's like their motto is running's free fitness. So. It's a skill for life. For some you know, people. So, yeah. You know. I'll be honest. I could not stand the thought of running before, you know, even at practices and stuff. That was the worst part to me, but, uh, my wife got me into running and so we've done some 10Ks. We did the Havsy last year and I actually saw you at the market to market this past oh, week. Oh yeah, yeah. A couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. Uh, how'd your team do? Uh, I, I honestly didn't, I didn't look. We, we, when we finished, we were, we were first overall, and then I think we faded back to in the top 20 or something, but yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's a really fast team, so. <laughs> Is that that race you were involved in, the what, Omaha or Lincoln or it something? It is, yeah. It's the one that I brought up the rear end. So, but no, I, I was the slowest on our team, but we still did pretty well. I think we ended up uh, about 60th or so, uh, and so it was pretty good for us. We were excited. Usually about 300 teams or 500. I don't even. I don't even know. How yeah, many teams I, I think anymore, 500. So, yeah, 500 yeah. yeah. All right. So the uh, state cross country meet going to be held on uh, Friday over in Kearney. Talk about the the course in uh, Kearney. What do you expect over there? Uh, you know, the Kearney course is classic. It's, uh, I, I think, uh, I, I read in an article a long time ago that it's the longest continuous state event in one location in the state of Nebraska. So, um, it's iconic for cross country. Uh, it's got the hills. It's got, uh, really great viewing for the fans. Um, it's a place that is easily coachable, you know, where I can kind of see my runners a few different times throughout the course. Um, and it's one loop. And so that's really big, you know, if you get too many loops in there, um, the, the runners tend to get bored. I'm, I'm seeing this again, I'm seeing this again and again and again, and this is just one big loop and uh, you know, one start line all the way to the finish line. So your, your top runners, do they, they try to group themselves uh, together, they, they keep their pace? I, I'm not much of a runner myself, but is that the, the way they would approach uh, something like this? Yeah, I mean, you want to get out to a fast, aggressive start. Um, you want to let the competition know that you're here and you're going to compete and, and you intend to win. Um, you know, I, I think our guys are, and, and our girls are kind of of the the belief that if anybody's going to beat us, it's going to be one of our own. Um, but otherwise, I want to be on top. So I, I know that kind of surprises you when I said I, I'm not much of a runner. <laughs> but uh, you got the figure, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. You need to get out there. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Wasted talent. <laughs> you mentioned there's the always time. There's always time. <laughs> you mentioned the guys. I mean, uh, we kind of talked a little bit uh, earlier about their district championship and their mindset going into this one. You know, shooting for that top uh, when you're coming in with that goal. You know, of you know hopefully hoping for gold and you know expecting to finish uh, among the top teams just how do you kind of manage those expectations within your own team 
Yeah, I mean, as a former high school athlete, high school runner myself, and and uh, running at, at UNK for a while, um, you know, it's hard for me to separate the the the. Being part of the team, you know, wanting to run the race and getting amped and getting excited, but also being that coach. And so I've really been focusing this week on trying to keep it controlled, not building it up too high and not taking it down too low, just being right in the middle there, um, just for the kids' sake and um, just being my usual self. So, Photo opportunity. <laughs> Everybody smile. Everybody smile. Everybody's going to get a photo taken here. All right. There All right, uh, Corey. I want to talk about the UNK invite. Um, you know, that's that's a big kind of litmus test, if you will, about where you're at in the season and, and getting that state preview sort of thing. Um, do you guys talk about that invite as a, as the biggest one of the year? Obviously, before state. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, you get to see the state course uh, a few weeks early. Um, I think there was something like 52 Class D teams that we ran against. Our boys got fourth. Um, and so, and our, and our girls performed really well as well. Um, and so, you know, just being able to see the course, see a lot of teams at once, and just kind of see how we all match up on the same course, um, because it's a lot of apples and oranges throughout the season. Oh, this, this guy ran this time on this course. Well, we don't know anything about that course. It could be short. It could be long. It could be hilly. It could be flat. It could have been cold day. It could have been hot day. You know, there's just too many variables in cross country, uh, that really make it hard to compare runners. But when you all agree on the same conditions, the same course, the same day, uh, you can really m- draw some good conclusions from that and kind of build on you know, the rest of the season from that. So is Donovan Trumbull chasing any particular team here? Is there somebody out there that uh, you're, you're gunning for? Yeah, well, uh, for the for the boys especially, uh, North Platte St. Pat's has had our number all year. Um, we've seen them countless times, it seems like, and, and they've gotten us every single time. It's been close, uh, but they, they are a really talented team. Um, I don't know if we'll get them, but, you know, if the conditions are right and we run really motivated and, and, uh, and, and, you know, think that nothing is impossible, then maybe we can get them. So, how about Anna chasing down Jordan Aarons? Jordan's been running in the 19s, uh, it's, and and uh, you know she she has uh, some state titles under her belt as well in, in track and cross country. Um, but Anna ran in the 19s last week, so um, if she can hang with her and it comes down to a, a, a finish, it's it's going to be one to be recorded. You you want to watch it again and again and again because whoever comes out on the top is is going to earn it for sure. Well, do you have, I mean, do you have other expectations? I mean, is there, does each individual set time goals? I mean, by this point in the season, you're obviously probably the most in shape you've been, right? Yeah, uh, you know, I, th- I think over the last two weeks, we've really built, uh, kind of sequentially, you know, through conference and districts. I feel like our teams, uh, have really taken steps in the right direction. I think we have one more race in us where it's really just going to pop for us. Um, and so you know, kind of ask them after districts, do we have one more in us? Do we have one more race? Um, and they all said, yeah, we got one more. And so, you know, try to temper expectations, um, but also try and hold out for hope as well and dream a little bit too. So it's magic. So Since I've covered cross country, you know, for the last seven, eight years, um, I've, I've really grown. I've been, been, been um, attracted to it. I mean, it's a different sport than I think a lot of, a lot of them, and obviously it is, is a team element to it, but it's very much individualized and kind of the same thing with the, with track and field. And, mm-hmm. um, I've always found it interesting with, with the running sports that there's such a spiritual element to it. Um, is that something present in, in your team? Absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, whatever 
spiritual element, you know, you have, I mean, I think there is, uh, kind of, it's a, it's kind of a religion of running, um, and, and the gods of cross country, you know, uh, you know, smile down upon us and things like that. So, um, you know, you do kind of appreciate nature. You appreciate being alone. You appreciate being with others. You appreciate just building up sweat equity with one another. And so, um, I do that with my team still. I still run with them. So, um, just today, uh, Randy was there. You, you saw we were doing a little color run where the parents were dumping all sorts of colored powder on us. And I probably have some see blue in my, yeah, I'm sure it's, uh, I tried to clean up, but you know. <laughs> I was speaking of Randy. He brought up the point of senior leadership this year, especially, uh, Harrison. Just, uh, talk about that and, uh, kind of say what that's meant to the team. Absolutely. And we have two seniors, uh, Harrison Suits and Owen Schultz. Uh, Owen Schultz, Schultz wasn't able to run this year due to health issues. Um, but they've really been kind of the rock of this team. They've really been kind of helping us, you know, helping the younger guys along, helping them, uh, mature and develop and show them the way, you know, kind of saying, no, this isn't how you practice. This is how you practice. This is how you finish a workout. Not like that. Um, so really kind of leading that example and also being really, um, you know, the voice, you know, of our team, you know, before the race, uh, they're the ones pumping everybody up and getting everybody excited and amped and ready to go. And so, um, I know, I know those two both really have a lot to say here before state, you know, it's like, all right, it's, it's conference. We, we gotta, you, this isn't just any regular meet. We gotta up it a little bit. Okay. Now it's districts. We gotta go a little bit higher. Now it's state. Let's, 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 let's give them all they got. So does the team get to go pick peonies from the suits family garden? <laughs> we should, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, yeah, so many colors, so many variations, and <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, that, they, I think they set up a 5k course there once upon a time, uh, the Harrison Suits did, uh, you know, at first training, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, Corey, uh, we wish you the best of luck on Friday, and, and thanks for stopping in. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Good luck to all teams and everybody, so thank you. Yeah, State Cross Country again is on Friday, and as we mentioned, uh, we started the program here tonight. A lot of uh, local uh, talent on display on Friday. Everything is going to be over in Kearney. All four classes will go on uh, Friday, the boys and then uh, the girls will run. So everything all in uh, one day. You don't have to worry about stretching into the weekend. Uh, the championships are all on the Wednesday. It's always a, a big event heading into a, a busy night of uh, football action again on Friday night. Hastings High, again, is going to be on the road at Gehring. Adams Central is going to be on the road at Fairbury. And then we got the uh, Hastings St. Cecilia Donovan Trumbull game from beautiful and historic uh, Duncan Field here in Hastings. So a lot of other things that are going on this weekend as well, guys. Yeah, Hastings College, we, we talked about them going to Mount Marty. Uh, we've got... Hastings College uh, volleyball here uh, in action tonight, and uh, and they've got a big match against Midland. Both teams kind of middling in that in that GPAC conference, and um, you know other Hastings College sports going on tonight too. Uh, what uh, women's soccer and men's soccer both uh, both playing over at Lloyd Wilson Field. So um, some big things over with the Broncos. Bellevue University is uh, the team playing the Hastings College men and. The women playing the uh, College of St. Mary. So men's game going on uh, right now. The women will go at uh, 8 o'clock tonight. So that's what's going on over at the college. Uh, what else is going on? We had uh, Nebraska Carney volleyball last night. They beat number 21 Washburn in uh, four games at the Health and Sports Center. UNK now 21-1. and They're 11-1 in the conference. They'll play at Central Oklahoma on uh, Friday. 
And uh, let's see, I was I was offense is uh, struggling again. They they've been ailing all year long. They haven't scored a lot of points, and now the Hawkeyes are going to be without uh, their number one tight end Eric All. For the remainder of the season, he suffered a torn ACL in Saturday's game against Wisconsin. Leads the Hawkeyes with 21 receptions for 299 yards this season. So maybe by the time the Huskers play the Iowa Hawkeyes, maybe their entire team will be beat up. Might be our best hope of uh, beating the Hawkeyes this season. That's like the third or fourth offensive starter that Iowa has lost this season. So anyway, their tight end is uh, done for the season with a torn ACL. Marcus is a big Hawkeye fan. That's a story for another time. Very false. We lost our quarterback too, right? We, we've got we've got time, Marcus. If you'd like to uh, spill the beans, what, what's your connection with the Iowa Hawkeyes? He, it isn't. He hates them. He hates them. Oh yeah. I was going to say. Well, he said he's all going down with injuries. I'm like, well, that's a shame. Uh, Julio Jones has signed a one year contract with the Philadelphia Eagles. Fourteen in four years for this guy. He has 13,629 career receiving yards, the most of any active player in the National Football League. So a couple of uh, side notes I might uh, bring along to you here today. Uh, again, as far as uh, our games are concerned, St. Cecilia, Donovan Trumbull, Friday night beginning at 645 on Extreme Sports. I'll have Hastings College and Mount Marty beginning at noon on this Saturday from Yankton. You guys, uh, Marcus, you already said you're going to be at Osceola tomorrow? Osceola tomorrow, and then back to six-man action again. But it's not Red Cloud this time, Mike. I'm covering Wilcox Hildreth at Harvard on Friday night. Red Cloud, they still have one more regular season game left, yep, don't they? Yep, six-man does. And then their their playoff starts next Friday along with uh, Class A through C2 as well. Yeah, I think everybody's in action next week. So yep. you have the weekend off again, Will, or are you going to get out and about? No, I, I'm out and about. That's uh, amazing. It's Nick's turn for a vacation. <laughs> Nick's out yeah, this, this weekend? This time I get the vacation, and so, yeah, I, I will be tuning in to all the playoff action as well, the uh, Thursday, as well as all the regular season finales on Friday, as in addition to the state cross-country meet, so I'm excited for that. Before uh, we get too far away from state cross-country, I do want to mention Austin Carrera for Hastings. Uh, he medaled last year 13th, and uh, he's been – among the top runners this year in Class B, and he beat uh, Riley uh, Boonstra from Norris in the district meet, and so they're going to be a that's going to be a fun one. Riley, obviously, the returning state champion from last year, but it's going to be exciting to see how the state cross country finishes up, and uh, we have some good teams and good athletes out there looking for some top spots. Yeah, Hastings High boys, I think, have the same goal as Donovan boys. They want to be at the top of the podium and. They've got some stiff competition to do so. Norris, Scott, Lexington, you know, all those teams are, are top uh, top dogs as well. But, um, yeah, you know, and then another note this weekend, we've got the Southwest Conference uh, Volleyball Tournament on Friday, and, and that's in Valentine. Minden, you know, number one uh, in C1, number nine all class in the Omaha World uh, World Herald Poll. Probably going to get a rematch with Gothenburg in the, in the championship, and that was a match a few weeks back in September where, they came in both unbeaten. Uh, Minden took it to them, you know, beat them uh, three sets to none. And um, I think Minden and Gothenburg are both looking forward to that rematch to get tested again ahead of sub-districts. And, and those seedings come out tomorrow. So um, some big volleyball on the docket. And then uh, I, I wanted to give another shout-out quickly to Thayer Central. Their volleyball team won the, the Southern Nebraska Conference uh, tournament last night. Uh, last time that happened was 07, and their coach was the captain on that team. 
playing for her dad, Kirk Weedle. So um, big win for the uh, the Titans, and then, uh, yeah. All right, so uh, a busy weekend shaping up uh, all across uh, the high school ranks and the uh, college ranks. Again, the, the Huskers will play on Saturday against Northwestern. That'll be a 2.30 start, Big Ten Network, uh, this week for the uh, Huskers and the Cats. So made it through another hour. Made it through another hour. Next uh, Wednesday, we'll do it all over again. We'll be at the Southern Hills Golf Course in Hastings. Maybe uh, guys get there a, a few uh, minutes early. Maybe we can uh, uh, shoot a couple of holes on uh, one Wednesday at the Southern Hills. I was telling these guys like a couple of days ago, I said, or I didn't tell Will yet. I told Nick, I said, Wednesday afternoon, we might as well take the afternoon off, get a, get an 18, get 18 in before we start our podcast. I don't know. I don't know Nick was up for it. Mike, how's your golf swing? I want, I've never seen you play golf. Uh, it's, it's not very good. It's not very good. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll get Jimmy, my broadcast partner. Now, Priscilla, he can hit the ball. So can Gene Shaw. Gene Shaw's a good little golfer. Yeah, my, my, uh, broadcast partners are very good and then I'm not very good. But I get to, I get to start from the, uh, the women's tees, though, they'll forget. They never wanted to teach you? <laughs> no. No, I have On a scale of Charles Barkley to Jordan Spieth, how's, what's your swing look? <sighs> it's got to be bad. <laughs> they, they say I have some sort of a V swing. Some sort of a V swing. I haven't quite understood that. I don't know that. what that means. Anyway, uh, anyway, we'll be at Southern Hills uh, next week. Maybe I can get a few uh, rounds of uh, golf in and maybe a couple of practice rounds with uh, the pros out there, huh? Marcus will teach you. He has the course record there, so. <laughs> oh, God. Not true. Not okay. true at all. Yeah, we'll go at 6 o'clock uh, next week at uh, Southern Hills for another edition of our Hastings Tribune uh, Tailgate Talk Show. I want to thank our uh, sponsor tonight, Livingston Butler Volunt Funeral Home and Cremation Center of Hastings. You know where they're at. They've been there since 1981. That's at 12th Street and at Elm in Hastings. Stop in and see uh, John Butler or uh, Nikki for all of your your needs, even a pre-planning, you can stop in and uh, get those uh, taken care of. Nikki is uh, the gal in charge of your pre-planning needs. John Butler will handle every, all your other questions. So stop in and see him, the Livingston Butler Volunteer Funeral Home and Cremation Center of Hastings. That it, guys. Anybody else have anything as we get out of here? And thanks to uh, Will Reynolds and Marcus Metcalf, not Mendoza, but Metcalf and uh, uh, Nick Blasnick. Uh, Nate, Nick, whoever we got here, Nick. Blasnitz, yeah, you got it. Yeah, I want to make sure I get everybody's <laughs> name right here. Randy yeah. Sad for uh, yeah, stopping by you, and seeing us. And, uh, for your hat. Yeah, yeah, for stopping and uh, seeing us as well. We'll do it all over again uh, next Wednesday night. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Extreme Sports.